changes to the current health orders, and Manitoba adds two more homicides over the weekend. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. show ladies and gentlemen i hope you're having a wonderful day as always quick question how did you guys make out over the weekend like did you guys head down to the beach or did you guys go camping or did you guys just hibernate in inside all day trying to escape the heat all over manitoba we were just smashing temperature records i believe 25 records were set in manitoba in different communities In Grand Rapids area, the temperature got as high as 36.6 degrees. So it was crazy hot over there. But it does look like we are going to get some relief. Um, It looks like the temperatures are going to be hovering in the high 20s, well, at least in the Winnipeg area. So we will be getting some relief uh, from, you know, the previous week. But uh, let me know in the comments how you guys made out. All right, Manitoba. Chief Provincial Public Health Officer Dr. Brent Rusin held a news conference today. He held it with Dr. Marsha Anderson to give Manitoba an update on the COVID-19 here in the province. And as of 9.30 this morning, the test positivity rate was 6.3% provincially and 6.1% in Winnipeg. There were four deaths reported as of last Friday. Currently, there are 40 Manitobans in the ICU, and six of them are being treated out of province, all of them in Ontario. So, so far Manitoba, there has been over 1.5 million doses of the vaccine administered to Manitobans since the vaccination plan rolled out. That's 74.8% of Manitobans aged 12 and up have now received their first shot, and 50.2% of Manitobans aged 12 and up have now received their second shot. Dr. Rusin stated during the press conference that he wanted to continue the discussion of a post-pandemic Manitoba, um, something that Rusin has touched on in the past, talking about when Manitoba can move from um, giving health restrictions to giving health advice. But here's a clip from the press conference. Today I'd like to uh, continue our discussion about a a post-pandemic Manitoba. Uh, We know that all pandemics uh, end, and this one will be uh, no different. And so looking at other jurisdictions that have had high vaccine rates, um, we can see that perhaps this pandemic's uh, days are... Uh, numbered. Uh, certainly, reason to be hopeful considering Manitoba's uh, vaccine uptake. So, any day now, Manitoba will be hitting the August 2nd vaccination target date of 7550, and that's 75% of Manitobans aged 12 and up getting their first vaccination shot, and 50% getting their second vaccination shot. So, like I said, we're basically like 0.2 percent away from achieving that goal 
So, like I said, I'll be I'll be paying close attention to uh, see if Pallister holds a conference later this week to let Manitobans if there's going to be an update on the current health restrictions. Pallister has said in the past that if we do hit these vaccination targets earlier and our other numbers are low, then we will also reopen earlier. So, like I said, I'll be paying close attention to that. Dr. Rusin said that even with our case numbers dropping, though, we still do currently have a strain on our healthcare system. So at this uh, present time, we can't move to a post-pandemic Manitoba yet. But he said with the high vaccination numbers, um, it is looking closer and closer. And then he went on to explain that in a post-pandemic Manitoba, our healthcare system wouldn't be strained by a single agent. And he also stated that Manitoba Health will no longer be reporting daily numbers on test counts, test positivity rates, and hospitalizations. And most importantly, a post-pandemic Manitoba won't have any health restrictions. Instead, Manitoba Health would be moving to give out health advice as opposed to health restrictions. So, that's good news. And basically, the rest of the news conference uh, was held by Dr. Anderson, who went over a bunch of slides and graphs and charts highlighting the differences in the COVID effects and the vaccination rollout between white Manitobans and BIPOC Manitobans. And just, you know, BIPOC stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. But uh, yeah, but uh, there was way too much information to go over. There was a shit ton of stats. So if you are interested in how the difference, um, the different effects of COVID uh, between the different ethnic groups in Manitoba, then you're going to have to, you know, listen to the press conference or go to the Manitoba government webpage and have a look at the charts and graphs. But um, uh, Manitoba, based on our dropping case numbers and our high vaccination numbers, we uh, should be opening up very soon. It does seem like it's the Delta variant that is stopping Manitoba from moving to the next stage. Um, different jurisdictions across the world, uh, in the UK, for example, are slowing their reopening plans due to the effects of the Delta variant. So uh, Dr. Rusin did say that Manitoba will be releasing data on the Delta variant shortly, but it does take time to compute. So, but I will say though, there have been reports showing that even though the Delta variant is more easily uh, easily transmissible, it doesn't appear to be any worse or have any more severe outcomes than the other Delta, uh, sorry, COVID variants. But uh, yeah, like I said, Manitoba, it does seem like that is the reason why um, we haven't just moved further with the reopening plans. In other news, Manitoba, over the weekend, another Manitoban youth was murdered. And like I said a few shows ago, this does seem to be a growing trend in Manitoba. If you guys recall, last week there was a 12-year-old Manitoban who was stabbed and later died as a result from the injuries. And a 19-year-old female was arrested in connection with that incident. This time, it was a 17-year-old who was uh, fatally stabbed from the Winnipeg Police Service. 
On July 4th, 2021, approximately 3.30 a.m., Winnipeg police responded to reports of an assault at an apartment block located in the 300 block of Assiniboine Avenue. A male victim was transported to hospital in critical condition where he succumbed to his injuries. The victim has been identified as Jaden Charles John Omen, a 17-year-old male. Members of the homicide unit continued with the investigation. It is believed that the victim and the male acquaintance were involved in an argument that escalated to an assault. The acquaintance was taken into custody by responding officers soon after. And it appears Samuel David Hastings, a 19-year-old male from Winnipeg, has been charged with second-degree murder. And it wasn't just uh, the Winnipeg police that had a busy weekend. Manitoba RCMP were also busy over the weekend uh, investigating a shooting incident that took place in Dauphin, Manitoba, and a homicide incident that took place in Selkirk, Manitoba. So from the RCMP, um, Dauphin RCMP respond to a shooting incident. On July 1st, 2021, approximately 11.30 p.m., Dauphin RCMP responded to a shooting incident on 5th Avenue in Dauphin, Manitoba. A 25-year-old male was walking on the sidewalk when he received a gunshot wound to his lower body. Officers determined the shots came from inside the residence. RCMP uh, contained the area around the house, and the suspects exited the home and was arrested without incident. There has been other people. Sorry, there had been other people in the home at the time, but there were no other injuries. The suspect and victim are known to each other. An 18-year-old male remains in custody with pending charges, and the victim was transported to Winnipeg Hospital with non-threatening, uh, sorry, with non-life-threatening injuries, and the investigation continues. And from the Selkirk RCMP, investigating homicide. On July 4th, 2021, approximately 5 a.m., Selkirk RCMP responded to a report of a disturbance at a residence in the city of Selkirk. Upon arrival, a 22-year-old female was located and she was deceased. Uh, The matter is being investigated as a homicide. Selkirk RCMP, along with other major crime units, Sorry, Selkirk RCMP, along with other major crime services and forensic identification services, continue to investigate. So, like I said, Manitoba is still continuing its trend to stay in the top provinces for the highest murder rate per capita. I believe this makes, uh, this brings Manitoba to 19 homicides this year, barely six months in. So, like I've stated in previous shows, Manitoba has three of the top ten most dangerous cities in Canada. And judging by our news releases, it doesn't seem like that's slowing down anytime soon. It it seems like, like I said, a growing trend with, with young people um, killing each other. Like a 12-year-old dead, a 17-year-old dead, 22-year-old dead, and all the... Um, all the assailants are also young, 19 years old, 17 years old, another 19-year-old. So 
I don't know what's going on. We definitely have a problem. Unlike our American friends, we don't have a gun problem here in Canada. But we do have a crime problem. Definitely have a crime problem. So it tells me that it's not the weapon itself. It's not the weapon that's the problem. It's obviously the people. You know, a gun or a knife can be used as either a tool or a weapon. Just depends on who's who's the person holding it. So I I just think we need harsher punishments for violent crimes. You know, we need to stop focusing on victimless crimes in Canada. And we need to severely punish those who commit serious offenses like murder and rape. Um, there doesn't seem to be much deterrent, uh, much of a deterrence factor here in Canada because, like I said, these numbers aren't slowing down. They're only getting worse and worse. And the worst part is the victims are becoming younger and younger and the perpetrators are also becoming younger and younger. So this is a trend that definitely has to stop. Um and like I said, it has nothing to do with guns. All right, Manitoba, in other news around the province, um, coming from CBC Manitoba, unfortunately, there was a four-year-old who drowned over the weekend in a swimming hole on a Manitoba Hutterite colony. A four-year-old boy was found dead in a swimming hole on a Hutterite colony on Sunday evening after an extensive search, including the use of fishing sonar equipment, rescuers say. Emergency crews were called to the gravel pits on Taylor Road just north of Petersfield, Manitoba, about 5 p.m., Clondeboy Fire Chief Ed Pascarak said, and they called the Matlock Fire Department for help. Two Zodiac boats went out on the water, which is on the property of the Netley Hutterite Colony, about 50 kilometers north of Winnipeg, to look for the boy. Firefighters waded in the water with poles while the Hutterite Emergency Aquatic Rescue Team, local RCMP, and STARS Air Ambulance also responded. Manuel Mandel, co-captain of HART, which is the Hutterite Emergency Aquatic Rescue Team, said a family was visiting the colony and went for a walk and then swam when, uh, sorry, went for a walk and then a swim when one of the children went out of sight. The family is from the Roe municipality of Dufferin, about 80 kilometers southeast of Winnipeg, sorry, southwest of Winnipeg. There is a shallow area where you can swim and then it goes quite deep, uh, steep, quite deep, quite steeply, said Mandel. The child wasn't wearing a life jacket, and sometimes when there's a crowd of people, it's hard to keep track of all the people in the water. It's just a terrible tragedy. At one point, a firefighter rushed home to get his sonar equipment, uh, which helped find the boy in about 4 meters, which is 13 feet, of water at about 7.30 p.m. It was just a very sad series of events, and our hearts uh, goes out to the family and relatives of the deceased boy. So, uh, man, like I said, uh, that is a very terrible story that happened over the weekend. My condolences also goes out to the family. Um, this is why I'm a big believer in swimming lessons. Uh, you know, the younger, the better, you know, especially living here in Manitoba. And I'm not placing any blame and I'm not saying it would have made any sort of difference if the four-year-old had taken swimming lessons. Maybe they have, I don't know. I'm just stating I think that swimming is an important skill that every Manitoba should know how to do, and that's regardless of age. 
Um, my daughter was at the level right before lifeguarding at 12 years old. And she was taking those lessons the same time my mom in her 60s decided that she wanted to learn how to swim properly. And she was basically in a beginner class. So I'm just saying it's never too late to learn Manitoba, irregardless of age. It does not matter. But to cap off the show, ladies and gentlemen, for the sports fans out there, there is some good news for Manitobans. Uh, Well, at least Manitobans who have been fully immunized. Uh, Winnipeg's Valor FC, and for those who don't know, that's the soccer team playing in the Canadian Premier League. They will be allowing fans into IG Field this Wednesday to watch live games. Uh, They will be allowing up to 2,000 fans to attend the game on July 7th and for the rest of the matches scheduled for this summer. So they are following in the footsteps of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who already announced that when their season starts in August, they also will only be allowing fully immunized fans into the stands. So this has left a bad taste, I know, for some Bomber fans uh, because other teams throughout the league are not demanding fans to be immunized to attend games. And just being on Twitter... I've seen quite a few responses of um, how they are losing losing their fans by doing this, by segregating Manitobans and making two classes. And also Manitobans' other uh, professional sports team, the Winnipeg Goldeyes, um, told their fan base earlier this year that they won't be hosting any games at Shaw Park, but instead they'll be playing out their season south of the border in Jackson, Tennessee. So basically, Manitoba, if you are a sports fan, if you plan on seeing any sort of professional sports live here in Manitoba, you definitely will need to be immunized, fully immunized, at least for this year. But Manitoba, that's going to do it for today's show. I just wanted to do a quick recap of what took place over the weekend. And uh, I, like I said earlier, I will be staying tuned to, uh, to future press conferences to keep you guys updated if we do have any changes in our health restrictions. But like I said, Manitoba, that is, uh, you know, that is the news that happened over the weekend. So I want to thank you guys once again so much for tuning in to another show. Please like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I really do appreciate it. If you want to follow me, you could follow me at on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. Or you can check out my webpage. It's pretty basic, but it's mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. And you can follow me on Facebook or whatever, become Facebook buddies with me on Facebook, Manitoba Freethinker. And I have a YouTube channel, but it I'm not updating every show on there at the current moment. So if you want to listen to all my shows, um, you know, podcasting is the best way to do it. I'm on most podcast platforms. Um, Still, again, I'm not on Apple, so that's just it. But other than that, Manitoba, thank you so much, and I will catch you guys in a couple days. Bye.